hey, uh, I'd love it if you would turn to the person next to you, and I just want you to share with them uh, the name of the church that you first went to. Um, it might be this church, and that's fine. Uh, so turn around one minute, just share with the person next to you the name of the church that you first went to. Wonderful. I should never, ever do this because getting you guys to come back is impossible. Wonderful. I hope that you have shared that with each other. Good shushing, Katie. Yeah, I love it. Great. Well, the reason why I ask you that question uh, is because I don't know if you know, but today is a day... um, called Mothering Sunday. Um, And yes, it is a day uh, where we have come to uh, use it to celebrate our mothers and mother figures and women in our lives who have raised us. uh, And that's really, really important. But actually, a lot of you might know that uh, Mothering Sunday traditionally was a day in the church where you would return back to your mother church. Um, So either the church where you were baptized or your parish church growing up, um, the church where that was like your mother church, your home church, uh, and you would return back to that church. uh, And and that would be a day to celebrate that, that that had happened, where your faith had been nurtured for the first time, uh, where you'd been baptized perhaps, and you would go back to that place and celebrate. Um, So yes, Mother's Day absolutely is a day to celebrate uh, mothering and all that comes with it. Um, And if you're remembering for the first time in this moment that it's Mother's Day and you need to send a card to your mum, just note that down on your phone and make sure to get to the petrol station later. Um, But really this is a day, or at least I want to use this today as a day to celebrate the church and to acknowledge together the great influence and importance that the church has had and is having and will have uh, in the continued spreading of the gospel. Um, A lot of you will know that we have been doing a series called Tell. Uh, And Tell has been all about thinking about different ways that we can encourage one another to share the good news of Jesus with other people. All different methods and techniques and challenges that we've had as we've been going through thinking about this together. Um, But kind of we're sort of heading towards the end of the series and I kind of sat down with it again this week and thought, oh my goodness, we haven't talked about the church. Um, So I really want to do that this morning and I really want to celebrate together today uh, on this special day, uh, the church. Not just this church, but the church. The church, the mother church that has nurtured us, that has brought us to Christ, uh, that has prayed for us and has fought for us and has brought us back when we've got lost. The incredible church that each of us sitting in this room find ourselves part of today. That's what I want to celebrate together. Um, And today also... This is a fact that I uh, shared with the team who kind of prayed before this service this morning. Uh, today is Laetare, I think that's how you say it, it's Latin, Laetare Sunday, uh, which is kind of about rejoicing and respiting. Did you know this? That this is a, tra- a day traditionally in the church where um, 
we take this Sunday, which is the fourth Sunday of Lent, to take a, a, a respite from our Lenten fast, to sort of sit back and to remember that actually, even though we're, yeah, I know, come on, you, so go eat chocolate, uh, scroll through social media, drink some coffee. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. Uh, if you need to do that, then that's between you and the Lord. Um, but um, it, it really is an amazing moment to mark the fact that, yes, we are doing this Lenten fast together, but actually, uh, Jesus is alive, and we can still rejoice together. Um, and what an amazing coincidence that we've had our big spring weekend on that weekend. It's always kind of felt a little bit like, ooh, we're having like, the biggest party of the year uh, during Lent. That's always felt a bit... Um, weird, but actually it's a, it's a really great practice for all of us to, during Lent, where we're thinking about uh, repentance and we're being sort of a little bit more reflective and solemn, to actually still remember, do you know what? Jesus is alive and we get to rejoice that fact today. Um, so today is a celebration of Mother Church um, and we get to celebrate together and um, in the week, I was uh, chatting to Matt as he was going through what songs we were going to do this morning, and uh, a lot of planning and preparation of thought and prayer goes into that, by the way. Thank you, wonderful worship team. Uh, and um, I said, Matt, hang on a minute. There's, not only is there a song with hallelujah in it, but there's a song with a thousand hallelujahs in it. Um, and during Lent, traditionally, you don't say hallelujah. Um, you bury the hallelujah. But it's okay because it's later a Sunday today. Today is the day of rejoicing, uh, and also it's fine, it doesn't matter. Um, uh, so we are here today in this context of Mother Church, celebrating together that uh, in the whole story of this Tell series, we're remembering today that we are part of this incredible, international, multi-generational church, and we are called to be part of that. And God is calling us here today. And the church is God's rescue plan for the world. And we are all part of that. So what is more important than the church in terms of thinking about evangelism and how we can all play our part in that? And I'm recognizing here as well, before we kind of dive into what I'm going to say, that we talk about the church as a thing, as if it's like separate to us, like the church is a thing. Um, but let's remember, we are the church, each of us individually in this room, those who aren't here today, we together are the church. Um, and we together have this amazing thing to offer, which is the church to the world. Does that make sense? You know, we get to offer the church, which is this incredible thing that we're creating together as a gift to the world in the power of the Holy Spirit. And there's kind of three things uh, that I think are really amazing and crucial as we kind of think about what it means for the church to be powerful in terms of bringing people to know Jesus. And I've been uh, kind of chatting and journeying through with lots of people who have been figuring out what it looks like to be part of this community um, over the last few years. Uh, and I think there's kind of a journey that people have been going on. Uh, and this isn't the only way. Uh, in fact, next week, Michael uh, Trainer is going to come speak to us, and he's going to talk about uh, people who are on different paths, you know, uh, as they come towards knowing Jesus. Uh, but it feels to me like there's a journey that people kind of go on as they experience church, as they experience this place. Uh, and it's really 
really, really powerful. So I wanted to kind of share it with you and reflect on that together. So the first thing uh, is the first thing is hospitality. The first thing is hospitality, and that um, doesn't just mean a good cup of coffee, although it does mean that. Hospitality is something that is deep in our DNA as a church. It's something that we love to do. Uh, The reason why we throw parties at random and bring the community in uh, to be invited to it is because we absolutely love hospitality. We love to host people really, really well. One of the most important teams that you can be on in this church is the welcome team. Hospitality is like the most evangelistic thing that we can do in this place. Uh, It's an incredible gift that we have that the Holy Spirit has given us. Uh, It's something that we don't necessarily find easy on our own, especially when we're kind of tired and we're a bit grumbly about coming to church on a Sunday morning. But the Holy Spirit gives us this gift of hospitality. And across the week, we're seeing people come to like uh, toddler groups and baby groups and different things that we're hosting and feeling and understanding for the first time this sense of holy hospitality that we get to offer freely to people. And it is such an incredible gift. Uh, Some of you will know that um, my husband, Simon, and I, we've been at SPS for about 13 years. Uh, And our story at SPS began with an amazing experience of hospitality. You know, we kind of walked into uh, the evening service. I can't remember what time it was then, five, six, seven, something. So it was a long time ago. It's ancient history I'm talking about. Um, But we walked in the doors for the first time. We hadn't even been intending to come into this place. Uh, We just were out on a walk and we ended up walking in. Um, And we knew that there was a service going on at the time we were coming past. So we came in. We were welcomed at the door, and we weren't just welcomed at the door, but actually someone uh, brought us over to somebody else and introduced us to someone else, who then introduced us to someone else, uh, and we just got this incredible welcome, this amazing, like, gathering in and drawing in to this place. You know, we had a cup of coffee in hand, and by the time we left, um, we were... Uh, We had given our numbers to people, and people were messaging us to invite us to things. Um, You know, a little while later, we uh, joined a connect group, and we were kind of drawn into that and shown incredible hospitality there. Uh, It was Charlie and Katie's connect group we were kind of drawn into. um, And actually, we went the first time. And on the first night we arrived there, uh, by the time we left, we'd agreed to go on a weekend away with them all. Um, And the rest, as they say, is history. Um, Hospitality, this radical hospitality, which actually we don't see in the world a huge amount. Uh, It's this incredible gift that the Holy Spirit has given us uh, to enable people to come and be part of what God is doing in this place. And we love to create opportunities for hospitality that we get to welcome people into. So people, I think, begin with this experience of fantastic hospitality which isn't what we do, but it's what the Holy Spirit does. And because of that, then they're able to make home. They're able to find a church that they can make home. We offer through this hospitality that we show and by what God is doing in this place, a radical opportunity to be a really integral part of something. 1 Peter 2 says this. As you come to him, 
the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him. You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. This incredible image that as, as people are drawn into this place by the Holy Spirit, through incredible hospitality, they begin to find home in this place. And what that looks like is actually each of us begins to understand that we are an integral part of what goes on here. You know, each of us are these living stones that are being built into this spiritual house that so many of us call home and so many of us use the word family to describe. And isn't it true that so many people that we meet, you know, so many people who we know from work or from being about in different places uh, are lonely and they're finding that they don't have a home. They don't have a place to call their own. You know, maybe their family live abroad and they're kind of finding uh, somewhere to be here. That so often is people's story, especially in London. People are looking for a home to be part of. And what a gift it is that we get to offer this space to people, that they might come and be created, be made into these living stones, being built into a spiritual house. And what that means as well is that each of you and each of the people who aren't here this morning, each of you are really important really integral to what it means to be the church in this place, in this expression. And different people who go to different churches all around Tower Hamlets and all around London and beyond are integral parts to what it means to be building these places of home for people. And what a gift it is to be able to offer that to the world. What a gift it is to not just say, you know, uh, you can come along on a Sunday morning and we'd love to chat to you, but to actually be able to say, we need you here because we are all building this thing together. People really want to be part of something like that. People really want to find home in a place. And when the church is going well, what a better place is there to be at home than the church uh, the wonderful Janet, uh, I was chatting to her last night, uh, and she was, she's been away for a couple of months. Uh, and she was reflecting, and I asked her if I could share this, uh, she was reflecting with me uh, last night about how she's realized that this place is home, because since she's come back, everyone said to her, Janet, where have you been? We have missed you so much. We need you here. And she said uh, last night, it's like the family saying to her, part of the family's been missing and we needed you here and now you're back. And it's that sense of understanding. This is home for Janet and I hope for many of you, this is home for people. And what a gift it is that the Holy Spirit is doing that in this place, is building home for people, is including each of us, each of these living stones being built into a spiritual house. But not only is that happening with us, we have the opportunity as we're drawing others in to be part of that as well. What an amazing thing to be able to offer to people. So we can offer hospitality, and then people find home. But the real thing that we have to offer to people that is unique 
that nowhere else in the world can offer in the way that we can offer it, and when I say we, I mean the church global, uh, is hope. What we have to offer people is unique. It's our responsibility to share it, and it is our great joy. We have this unique opportunity to, for people to create home, to be part of home in this place. And it's because of the great hope that we find in Jesus. The passage in 1 Peter goes on to say this, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Often it's tempting as the church to feel like, oh, we need to like solve all these social problems and we need to like try and eradicate poverty and we need to uh, like do all these things that uh, change people's lives. And that's the way that we offer hope. Uh, and all of those things that we're involved in are important and God calls us to love the poor and calls us to be people who catalyze change in society, absolutely. But we have to remember that we, the, the only thing really that we can offer that is unique to what we do and who we are, who this home is, is the fact that we once were not a people, but now we're the people of God. Once we hadn't received mercy, but now through Jesus, in the power of the Holy Spirit, we have received mercy. And now God calls us his special possession. And we get to declare his praises as we gather together. And he has called us out of darkness into his wonderful, incredible light. So we get to offer people hospitality get to help them to find home but it's because we have this unique incredible hope to offer to people the hope that comes from knowing Jesus being in relationship with him and understanding what it means to be a people who are called out of darkness into his marvelous light praise God uh, why don't you stand with me if you're able to uh, I'd love it if the band would come join me. I don't know about you. Maybe it's just because I'm a priest and that's what I have to do uh, or what I'm called to do. But I just love the church. Oh, my goodness. I just love the church. I love this church and I love the church. I love the fact that God has decided to use this inefficient group of people to change the world. You know, he could just do it on his own, but that's not the story. The story is that we are, all of us, called into this home that we might be carriers of hope in the world. So why don't we pray that the Holy Spirit would just come and meet us in this moment Let's remember together that we are, we are the church.
the church isn't this thing that happens out here or the church isn't this thing that like me and the team run but we each of us are the church each of us are these living stones being built into a spiritual house so would you come holy spirit and meet us this morning We have the great privilege of being able to pray that prayer, don't we? Come Holy Spirit. And I think what we're asking him to do this morning is to remind us of that hope that we have in him. You know, so hopefully to a lot of you in the room, that's not a new thing. Sometimes we can get a bit bogged down, can't we, in the the stuff of the week and the things that we need to do and the tasks we have. I'm going to read to us that passage from 1 Peter again. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans but chosen by God and precious to him, You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen.